This is a BMS special feature. To BMS, this is a special feature as mentioned right on the top of the show. The story of the Commodores. We call this one Flying High. And this is going to be a great story, let me tell you. And so happy for you to be with us right here on BMS. I am your host, DJ Rhythm D. We'll talk about the six young men. They met on campus. They actually were part of two different groups, one being uh, the Mighty Mystics and the other one being the Jays. They actually used to enter singing contests, found themselves competing against one another. It wasn't too long before they realized that, you know what, maybe we should just blend the two groups together and get this thing going on. And that's exactly what they did. And the rest is history. They actually chose their name by just picking up uh, Webster's Dictionary, flipping the pages and uh, landed on a name. <laughs> Luckily for them, it was the Commodores. It could have been something else. And I I guess they'd have to sort of flip those pages again until they found something that they actually liked. Now, the original group was composed of Walter Orange. He was a lead singer. He played drums and keyboards. We had William Wack King on trumpet, uh, rhythm guitar, synthesizer, and of course the man, Lionel Richie. He was also on vocals, saxophone, piano, and drums. Thomas McCleary on lead guitar. And uh, we had Ronald LaPrend on bass and trumpet. And we finally rounded out with uh, Milan Williams on keyboards and trombone. You know, from the riveting uh, instrumental debut of Machine Gun, you know, right down to the classic night shift in the mid 80s, the Commodores, like many R&B funk acts of its day, always offered two sides of what they're all about. One being that funk feel and of course the other one being the ballads the love songs that they created and put out there for me the commodores definitely served as a backdrop of my high school years i remember waiting for uh, the dj to drop brick house at the parties and the dances and also the time of you know looking for that right person in the house that right lady in the house when back in 76 the dj threw on just to be close to you and who could forget that song easy as it played on the radio airwaves all the time. Uh, for me, a personal note, back in 78, the summer of 78, okay, woe is me, you know, the victim of a, uh, of a breakup, of a high school breakup. But during that particular year, in the summer of that year, one of the biggest songs on the charts was Three Times a Lady. Not necessarily a song of breakup. Uh, Lionel Richie actually wrote that about his parents, particularly his mother. But it, it just brings back all of those memories uh, for me. We mentioned off the top of the show the song and instrumental machine gun. Let's uh, hear that track and we'll get a little bit more into the early years of the Commodores. Right here on BMS, the story of the Commodores, Lion High.
Well, the Commodores, as they are now known, moved from just seeking attention to playing aggressively uh, regionally in these early years for them because when they first got together, it was all about just impressing the girls. They soon became fan favorites in Montgomery, Alabama. Before you knew it, they were asked to play a benefit concert in New York City. This happened in the late 60s, 1968 to be exact. The tour was uh, organized by Benny Ashburn, who would eventually become the band's manager, their best friend, their confidant, the seventh member of the band. He was the biggest advocate, and that's the kind of person that you need in your corner. All this was going on while they were still students. Ashburn secures the group a European date and some steady gigs uh, upon a cruise ship, and they travel to Europe. Now, during that time, stateside, the vice president of Motown Records, Suzanne DePass, you may have heard of her, thoughtfully was looking for an artist to open up for Motown's biggest act at the time. This is 1971. And who are we talking about? We are talking about the Jackson 5. DePass catches the Commodores at a local New York City venue and immediately knows that this is the group. She books them for the tour, and shortly after that, she signs them to Motown. That was excellent news for the band. But on the downside, it would be three years before Motown would release any material for the newly signed act. In June of 1974, Machine Gun, the song that you just heard, written by Milan Williams, is released. The single barely makes a splash in the United States, and it fails in the UK. However, it becomes a hit in Japan and Nigeria. In November of that year, I Feel Sanctified cracks the top 100 at home, and in the following March, the album Caught in the Act catches on and has a 33-week run on the charts and perks all the way up to number 26 on the single charts. Slippery When It's Wet makes the top 20 on Billboard, and the tour to support the album is successful. They are asked at that time to actually support the Rolling Stones tour. That was huge for this band. Sweet Love hits number five, and all this while there are still students at Tuskegee. Shines over the rainbow 
listening to the Commodores on BMS Black Magic Sound. Slippery when it's wet. And before that one, Sweet Love, which was the first penned ballad by Lionel Richie. You know, by this time, the, the, the Commodores themselves open up for the OJ's tour. And their album, the Commodores album, Hot on the Track, eeks at number 12 on the Billboard charts. Richie's second ballad, Just to Be Close to You, reaches number five on the charts at that same time. So as you can imagine, things are going very well for the act. In 1977, the Commodores are well on their way to headlining their own world tours. Their fifth LP, The Commodores, is a top three album and stays on the charts for over one year. In June, the band appears with Donna Summer in the successful disco movie, Thank God It's Friday, as well as contributing material to the film. The single, Easy, penned again by the man Lionel Richie, shoots all the way to number four, and their 70-city tour grosses over $6 million. I almost sounded like you know who when I said that. The ever-popular Brick House hits number five on the charts. By this time, they're more than a household name. They're just ripping up the charts everywhere they go. This is Fancy Dancer, one of my favorites. Right here, Flying High, The Commodores on BMS. Have you found yourself in love before? Tell me, ain't it a different kind of thing? So much loving, such a real. Girl, you blow my 
DJ Rhythm D bringing you all the hits on BMS.
Sunday morning. Wow, that set really brought back some great memories for me. I hope it's doing the same for you. Lionel Richie's composition, Three Times a Lady, hits number one, displacing the Rolling Stones' Miss You from that spot. A little bit of irony there. That happens in August of 1978. The single goes double platinum. Richie also receives a Country Songwriter Award for this ballad. A little bit of a tale to come. The LP, Natural High, soars all the way to number three and yields the single, Flying High. So let's hear that track and a couple of others. Right now, late October in the 70s with the Commodore, right here on BMS.
Your face has a glow, girl, like a sunrise. You speak in a whisper like the wind. And when I touch you, I see clearly.
Three times a lady And I love you You're once, twice Three times to keep it together for that one. Three times a lady. Between 1979 and 1981, the Commodores keep very active. They actually released four more albums. They released a Greatest Hits LP, Midnight Magic, Heroes, and In the Pocket, which happens to be Richie's last. During this time period, Lionel Richie cuts a duet with Diana Ross. Of course, we're talking about Endless Love. It is quietly, or not so quietly, putting together a solo career for Lionel Richie, which of course will skyrocket. Let's hear another track just before that, taking me back to my college years.
people play We made our mistakes along the
That's Lady You Bring Me Up, released in 1981, the fall of that year from the In The Pocket LP. I actually went to the uh, concert supporting that LP at Maple Leaf Gardens back at that time period. Lionel Richie in 1982-83, just after that, releases his single Truly, which would cement the solo career that was emerging for this great talent. In the mid-80s, former Heatwave frontman J.D. Nichols joins the group, and together they release their last major hit. That song, of course, is Night Shift. It's a tribute to Jackie Wilson and Marvin Gaye. And oddly enough, it would be the first time that the group, the Commodores, earned a Grammy. Let's listen to that track as we come towards a close of Commodores Flying High.
men from Tuskegee Institute, which started to play music for the pure fun of it, ended up leaving an imprint which will last forever in American music and for the world at large. They crafted solid funk anthems and took love songs to new heights, crossing genres, thusly making their music inclusive to a global population. They've sold over 75 million records and remain one of the most notable bands of the 1970s. And as I mentioned at the top of this special, when I think back to my youth, particularly in my high school years, the Commodores were always there. Let's leave you with what they did best, and that was their live performances. I hope you enjoyed this special on the Commodores, Flying High. We'll do this again with another act. It's been so much fun. BMS listeners, <laughs> the only thing that I ask of you is, please remember when music was music. Here, for one more time, the Commodores.
Tonight. But ain't no way, and I'm gonna tell you why. 